Hello, this is Darla Delane, founder of She CEO. And today's topic kind of came to me in a really unusual way. <laughs> so I, I got the idea for the topic. And then as I began today writing it out, what I wanted to say, it went in a whole other direction. So I love this. This is like super cool. So I started with, we are planning a new quarter. And when I do that, I do my plan. And then I go back and um, also look at budgeting, anything I want to do differently in budgeting uh, my, you know, what I have and what I want and what I want to be doing for the month and what I want to be investing in. And when I do budgeting, I put it in, I have three different budgets. I have what I call my survival budget, a stability budget, and a thriving budget. And I have moved from, for sure, from survival into stability. And as I was looking at it, I was asking myself questions about, do I really need that? Do I really need this? Is this something I really need? And I realized that I was doing that. And I was like, why am I not just saying what I want? I'm so limiting myself in that way. And so from that, I wrote, we've also been working on shifting a bit too. And I wrote for today, I wanted to talk about shifting from need to want. And as I got into this, it, it kind of, like I said, it went a whole other direction. So I'm excited to see where this is going for you guys today. So basically a need or a want is totally a, a, a judgment call between whether you need or want something. And then it, it takes on a whole other life for itself. So first, one thing that I first realized was that, you know, of course, we all know words have meaning. They also have energy attached to them as a, as a whole, and then personally as well. And words, what we say, and what our energy and meaning is behind it when we say it, completely, utterly, totally predicts our actions. And in thinking that about my budget, if I am saying something with some fearful meaning around it, then I can predict I will take fearful action. If I say something from an abundant meaning, then I will take action that leads to abundance. So this is where this kind of started from. So let's talk about the energy behind words really quickly first. So first of all, there is a... Uh, a physical energy to words. There's been a lot of tests on this, a lot of studies done. Uh, there's the sounds that the words make. So that's why in different languages, certain sounds for different words. And it's interesting when they, they take like the word, you know, love in every language, it has the same energy recording, no matter the language it's in, like hate has the same energy recording. Uh, love, just the way it sounds in English, that love as opposed to hate, it's very, the long A and the T, and it's just a very strong, hard cutting um, energy to it and sound to it. So they've done a lot of studies on that. So that's, first of all, they do, that's a fact, a scientific fact. Secondly, there's other um, 
different studies and, and places and people that do different pieces around energy. And one is numerology. And so when doing numerology, they, they give a number equivalency to different letters. And as you add up these letters, uh, the numbers uh, associated with it, then you get a number for that word. And we we know that in numerology, a lot of times it's the the number for your name or the number for a birth date or an address or, you know, these type of things have energy in them. So there's those types of energy, which is this uh, vibrational, we'll call it energy around it. Then there's the meanings. So <laughs> meanings are come from everywhere. First of all, there is an agreed upon definition of a word. I watched a movie not too long ago about the first big dictionary that they did, the Oxford Dictionary on words and all that they went through getting meanings. And when they did it, they didn't just use a small collective. They had people from all over the world send in their meaning of the word so that they could get a collective of a cultural meaning. So there's a cultural meaning. There is a, there are, you know, when I say cultural, there is a, you know, for different areas, countries, states, even parts of the state, part of the city, there are cultural based on um, ethnicities and race and gender. There are meanings to things um, that are cultural, but then there's also the personal meaning to a word. And that comes from the past. It comes from our perception based on experiences we've had around a certain word. If someone is born into a family with, uh, we'll say, wealthy financial means, the word need has a different meaning to it than someone born in poverty. Uh, even if they become wealthy, it still has a different meaning because it is based on our past perceived experiences, which is one of the reasons I do a lot of changing the meanings of words to bypass the hardwired neuro, neuro, you know, neuroscience behind that experience in that word. So then you're looking into what that own person's sovereign experience is and, and everyone's is different. Every single person has a different experience. So in reality, even when you're saying the same word, it means something different for every single person that you're talking to. So now what I'd like you to do just really quickly before I go on is if you're able to just uh, jot down real quickly what you think the word need means before I go on. And then jot down your meaning or definition behind the word want. And as we move forward, you can kind of compare what you wrote to some of the things that I'm going to say about what I've heard and what I, my experience is as we move forward, that'll just prove to you and show to you the, the wide variety uh, of meanings behind certain words. So need, the word need, it has a connotation of must. This is a need. I must, this must happen. I must have it. I have to need is a have to. It's a requirement. You need this first. You need to do that. It's required. Uh, it's also maybe a, um, 
around minimum, like, well, you need at least this much. It's a minimum. When you're talking about a need, we normally in most everyday life, most people don't say I need $4 trillion because that doesn't make sense to our brain. No, you don't need that much, right? That's, that's not a need uh, for me personally to have $4 trillion. So it's a minimum. It's usually a minimum. What do I need to, and usually, you know, survive? What do I need to do this? It has a very strong feeling of now behind it. Need is urgent, right? It has an urgency. It's a need. It must happen now. I have to have that. And in it has an energy of lack, of not more than, not, you know, it's, it's what you, it's just, just enough, not in plenty, right? Usually this is what that is. It has kind of a, a connotation of lack. Sometimes we put the meaning around it. We might say, well, I'm allowed at least this much, or I don't want to be greedy. So I only need this, not too much. Needing has a lack connotation around it that leads to a feeling of, I have permission to have it. If I need it, I have permission to have it. Every, no one else would judge it as me not being worthy of having permission to have it. That's neat. Now, want, when we say the word want, I want, we want, um, you can feel the decision process begin. I want, well, which one do you want? How much do you want? Where do you want? You're like, oh, I get to decide. I want is a decision behind it. It's very, it tends to be a little more personal somehow. Um, there's a, sometimes a longing, oh, I want this at some point. It's, it has kind of a future rather than now. It's got a little more of a future to it. Um, there is a bit of abundance in wanting. Oh, well, if I could have what I wanted, then it would be, and then now we add more to it, right? And there's some choice in there. Uh, the meanings we put on it are things like, um, oh, I want that. And then what follows in our head is, yes, but can I have it? Uh, am I allowed to want that? It's a sovereign action. It is very personal in what's happening. Is it too much to ask for? You might even have heard things like, um, I have, uh, who am I to, to, to have that? Who am I to want that, right? So now the wanting has a little more of an abundance idea to it. And yet that leads to needing to get it. So we took look at lack of needing, we get a permission to have, which is abundant. So lack leading to kind of this abundance, whereas wanting, which is an abundant word, is needing to get, which is a little more lack involved. And so what I realized was happening was this is how our brains jump in to hold us where we are. If we say we need something, we're in lack already. So it will allow us a little bit what we've already had before. 
maybe just a little bit. If we're in this big wanting abundance, the brain has us go to needing to get it. There's not enough a lack place. So we're going from need, you know, lack to abundance and abundance to lack, but either way, we're not in full abundance, right? So I realized that that is how the brain has used our perceptions to keep us where we are. Because remember, as we go to move forward out of the past, out of what we've done in the past, the brain wants to keep us where we are. So now our job then is to clean up the meanings and energy around this so that we can move from abundance to abundance. That's our goal, move from abundance to abundance. So this is what keeps us there out of that. So when we think about this needing, a lot of times, like I said, it's like this survival. And then we've got thriving, which is all of these wants. So survival is kind of your barely needs. Sometimes you can move to stability after that, where you get your needs and a bit of your wants. This is where I was, where I was like, oh, I'm allowed to have an abundance of these needs. But when I go to wants, I needed to shrink them as I was thinking about what stability is in where I'm looking at budgeting my money or my time. And thrive, when you're thriving, it's all about the wants. Like you're all in on the wants. Everybody, you know, it's like, if I could, I get anything I want anytime I want, right? And I get all that I want. So that's thrive. That's true thriving. And very few humans truly thrive because there's going to be some area of their life where they have judgments and meanings about them not being worthy of or not deserving or not being able to have. It could be they've got all the money in the world, but not health. They may have great health and a lot of money, but they may not have a relationship or love in their life. It could be that they have love and health, but they have no money. You know, it could be that they have all of those things, but they have a purpose they want to go fill in a business and, and it just won't get started. So they tend to, we tend to hold ourselves back in one area as to not move completely forward because that's what the brain wants us to do. And we do that through those meanings. So as I was doing this, this is where it got a little interesting today. So just stay with me and everybody breathe through. Some of these words may be a little jolting for you because we've all this word has really become charged in our society. So if someone has all that they want in every area they want it, that is full abundance, right? What the word that came up for me was, well, why don't I have all that I want? Don't I feel that I'm entitled to have all that I want? And that's when I wrote down the word entitled because I used to say that word all the time and it didn't really, it wasn't a big deal. It's become, I've become more aware of where that is in society. We've become more of what, what the dark side, the shadow side of entitlement is. So I want to talk a little bit about entitlement and see if we can come to a truer love-based meaning of this word for ourselves, so that we can begin to allow what we want and slow down the judgment for ourselves and for others. All right. 
So this word entitled has the meanings become very negative. It um, and the fact that the meanings become negative could be holding more of us back. So that's why I want to move forward. So there are different ways this is being um, said more often. Uh, there's entitlement due to race. There's entitlement due to gender, due to wealth, uh, due to um, health, uh, body shape, uh, beauty. Um, there's all types of things in our society now where there are entitlements that we are being that are being discussed more. So entitled has to do with certain needs that you you get to have met, right? Like, so if I am entitled to at least have something to eat every day, then I'm entitled to have that need met. That if I'm living and I need food to survive, then I have the, the right to get some food or find some food or have some food, right? If we are alive, there's this entitlement to breathe. We have the right to breathe. So it's really around certain needs being met or certain rights or freedoms being met uh, around it. There is a, a title given. You here have this title of this thing and now you get this always. So let's say that you are hired by a company and you're an employee. So there are certain entitlements due to you as an employee of that company because of laws and because of their own agreements with you. So you have the, you know, right working we have working hours things we have pay we have how it's paid and then now we're noticing where those are you know not the same and so therefore now those are not just general rights for that there are some loopholes in that and pieces in that and that begins to uh, we're noticing the positive of this is we're noticing where we are judging someone where someone is judging someone else as not having the right to what they want. Any, anytime someone else is, is saying that I'm entitled to this and you're not, there is a judgment of who is entitled. If they're entitled to something and I'm not, then there becomes a judgment. And that's that whole thing is based on fear of not enough. It's all about lack. That's what it all comes down to. Whenever there's a fear around the word entitled or the action of being entitled or feeling entitled, it is because there is some feeling that something or someone is being left out, that there is not enough, that someone is not being included. So the truth now behind this is all humans, all humans in the world of love, in the world of high vibration, in the world of source of all that is, in the world of the universe with no judgment, no fear, no judgment, no anger, rage, upset, competition, comparison, when none of that is there, when fear is absent, when there's no fear, then all humans are entitled to have all that they choose to want just because they want it. 
That is the pure love of abundance is all, all people are entitled to have all not to get, but to have, that means just receive, to be able to receive it, to have it all that they want. So there's a sovereign decision made in there. It's kind of like when I was doing this, I was like, so I said that to myself, you know, do I need $4 trillion? It's like, no, I don't need it. Do I want $4 trillion? Well, when I asked myself that the question, do I want $4 trillion? I was like, I, I, I really don't want $4 trillion right now. If it landed in my lap, you know, what would I do with it? It's like, I don't even want to make that decision. So what do I want that I know I want? And we do that in the world of comparison. When you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. So the gift, the, the thing about being alive and being human is that we are on earth and we do live in a world of where fear is here and we have a choice when we're going to notice it or not. So when we don't feel good, we notice that we're in fear. And when we know that, we know what we don't want, we now know what we do want. So when you think about the fact that fear's gift for you is to help you make decisions, it just is an opportunity for clarity. It's just an opportunity for you to get clear on what you want and what you want to have. Now, I'm not saying all of this to kind of make a social statement on how to change the world or fix the world. That is not my calling or my mission. Mine is to make understanding of where I personally can be living with more happiness and more of what I want, and then be able to tell other people how I do that, how I understand that and for them to do it. But what I do know is more humans that only stay in fear for 15 seconds or less and uses an opportunity for clarity and then shift back into love, the better the world will be. Because people that act out of love act in a loving way. People that act out of abundance act in abundance way. People that act out of fear act in a fearful way. People that act out of rage act in a raging way. That is because like I said at the beginning, words and thoughts and our emotion on it tells you as a predictor of how you're going to act. So the less I'm in fear, the more I'm acting out of love. And that's the whole point here. And I can feel entitled to everything I want if and as long as I also know that that is true for every other human because the fear becomes, yeah, but if they get everything they want, they're going to want something that's going to hurt someone. That is not necessarily true. It's not true. If they're coming from love, they're not going to hurt someone else. And so the more that we begin to ourself do it for ourself, the more people around us see us do it, the more inspired they are to do it for their self. And then the more that they are acting out of love as well. So this whole thing comes back to if all that we want 
is created in this connection to this vision we have when we're picturing what we want, that this vision is in love. It's in this high vibe energy. It's from spiritual source of all that is. It's void of fear. Remember, when we do the vision, there's no fear, no duality, no hierarchy, no pain, no suffering, no limitations, no boundaries, right? Your vision is your own little movie, your own little world where everything is exactly how you want it. So if all you want is created in love, then you agree and you know, and you know there's plenty and you know it's okay for all people to be entitled to have all that they want created in love. So that's where it's going to come from. So let's talk about just for a second here, how that can work for you in your daily life, having more of what you want. So lack is about needs, right? And survival. Abundance is about wants and thriving. So the first question you want to ask is, where am I? Am I over in needs and survival or I, am I over in wants and abundance? And there's all the different areas that you can look at this in. So there's all these areas of your life. You have your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your personal self and what you do for yourself. Then in your business, you've got the administration part of your business. You've got the marketing part of your business. You have the sales part of your business. And then you have the part where you deliver what your business is, right? And you can look at each one and determine whether you are making decisions about it based on just bare necessities or what you really want. Or are you making decisions out of hardly surviving or on full-on thriving, that you're allowing yourself to be entitled to full-on thriving. You're allowing yourself to have what you want, to be entitled to what you want and entitled to thriving because that is you and you created it. It is your vision and there is plenty for all. So now we get into the steps. Step one, notice how you feel <laughs> every time. These emotions are so beautiful because they just, they are just these very clear message to you where you are in accordance to what this thing is you just you're thinking about this thing you just said, this event that's happening, whatever this is, this topic. Where am I? in my alignment with what I want about this thing? Where am I in my alignment with what I really want about this thing? And so there's not a magic number that works for everybody. 10K months in your business is not the magic number. If someone's run a business, it's made millions of dollars, 10K months is not going to be what they want in their new business. If someone's only made $100 in a business before, thinking about making $10,000 is what they want until they get it and then they'll expand more, right? So it's what, where are you is your emotion tells you what, where you are. So notice how you feel. Step two is to, I call it brain dump, where you just get out, write it down, say it, all the meanings you hold about that thing everything your brain has in all the folders about that topic. Then step three, you go through your true, false, or don't know. We're going to investigate. Is this true? 
Is this false or do I not really know? Go through that, all of those statements. And then you're going to continue to flush that out until you find the truth. And the truth is not just what's happened in the past. The truth is, how is it? How can it be? How is it in the world of source of all that is? How is it in the world of highest vibration? How is it in the world of love? How is it in the world of no limitations? That's the truth. So you work through until you find the truth. And now when you find the truth, which is this love space for all as well, that's where we're all connected is in this love space of all, but where we are sovereign and individual is in these decisions we make about what we choose, about what we actually really want, because what I want is going to be different than what you want. And we make those decisions based on being able to compare and contrast. Oh, I did this before. I didn't really like it. So I don't want that. I want this. And then we have the experience and we make it again. So this whole piece is about really moving from a place of allowing a certain amount that is in lack to allowing full abundance for yourself in all areas. And as we notice the difference between need and want, we don't even need to, <laughs> need to, we don't even have to use that word when we are making decisions. If you always make a decision for what do I want and I get to have it like that out of love, then you are heading towards what you want with quantum speed. Until next time, this is Darla Delane.